Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We're back with round 23 and I'm joined again by my co-host Josh. Uh, Josh, mate, both hit the thousand mark this week. Um, well, last week. How did you How did you find the round? Yeah, not too bad, mate. What could have been if my boy Connolly Lamuelu uh, didn't get his? Maybe or maybe not HIA. No one's really sure, but pretty solid week. Obviously, the skipper on uh, Nathan Cleary helped a lot, and some other big scores around. To be fair, Hopgood going big, Dave Fafita going big. So pretty happy, mate. What about yourself? Yeah, uh, in the same boat. I didn't have Lemuelu, so that's why I kind of scored a little bit higher than you. But like, I think all the all the major guns actually fired this week, which is why most people got a thousand plus. Well, those people that cap- Captain Cleary got a thousand plus. Anyone that Captain Hines was left probably just short around the nine fifty mark. But yeah, definitely helped um, helped myself. I jumped another seven hundred ranks, so I'm very very close to being in the top thousand. And I know you jumped another three hundred, being in the top thousand as well. Yeah, being in the top thousand as well. So, um, yeah, pretty handy. As much as I like, you know, the podcast, both contributors going well, selfishly, I don't like it going well. I, it's, it's too close to comfort for me now, mate. You're within what? You like, want to win, don't you? You want well, to win definitely. comfortably. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do I really care that you're going well? Not really. But <laughs> um, I guess it's good for the pod. But hopefully, yeah, I guess some of your pods, mate. Hopefully they go down with ACL soon and um, we uh, we ride off into the sunset. <laughs> you would hope that, but uh, we'll talk about some of those pods soon um, as we go through the team list. But I guess at the top of the show. Mate. Yeah. Like, what about the Cam McInnes call by yours truly last week? Not often we get them, get them really well, like spot on, but I guess it's pretty hard to predict 80, 80 odd tackles, whatever he yeah. made, but he's looking looking the goods. Slamming Cam. Yeah, absolutely. If he if he plays 80 going forward, he's obviously a, a must-buy. But I think, realistically, he's going to be playing close to 80, like that 70 to 80 minutes. But the tackles, like, I don't see him getting, like, 80 tackles a game. Um, probably sits at around, you know, 40 to 50 tackles and hopefully about 100 metres. But, you know, he'll be still good as a 50-point scoring plus middle, right? Like, he's definitely going to be averaging around the 50 to 60 mark going forward. I think so as well, yeah. He's been, yeah, once he gets, you know, 50-plus, 60-plus minutes at, at lock, which I think he'll do now for the rest of the year with Fanukan out, he's, uh, yeah, he's unreal. And I guess my concern about him now, they've got four forwards back, Colhoun's back this week. So I'm not sure how that goes with his minutes, but I think I'm still definitely happy as an owner, and I think I'm still happy... Um, labeling him as a buy this week as well. Yeah, absolutely. And he's probably going to be the most popular buy considering JDB's suspension, but we will get to that. Um, do you want to talk about some of the head-to-head matchups this week and players that you should be looking out for for those um, for those finals weeks? Yeah, sure. So um, if you want kind of a real deep dive, check out what we put out. Um, last week on last week's pod, we kind of went through the the rounds 24, 25, 26, those three matchups for various teams. And um, generally, that's where a lot of the head-to-head finals are and draft finals. So looking out for, for those kind of folks. The three matchups we highlighted um, as kind of the ideal, looking at the Warriors, they've got the West Tigers, Manly and St. George, I think. 
definitely nothing last week really changes our analysis on that. So looking at guys like Sean Johnson, um, even kind of some more fringe attacking guys like uh, DWZ and CNK as well for those kind of like wing fullback positions. I'm still pretty bullish on the Roosters as well. They've got a really nice draw with the Dolphins, Parramatta and West Tigers. So I'm still decently happy with guys like Manu and Teddy and Cheese. I definitely wouldn't be looking to sell Manu uh, this week, just given he's got that really nice run home. And then also we highlighted the Storm. They've got Canberra, St. George and Gold Coast. Some pretty nice matchups there. So guys like Munster, I think, are pretty appealing for me. Is there anything else you wanted to, to highlight on that, mate? We've we've got some other matchups as well. Other guys, other teams with good matchups. We kind of highlighted Dolphins, the Knights, Sharks, and Panthers all have pretty nice matchups. And then I guess on the flip side of that, um, teams that we're trying to sell out of the Cowboys, the Rabbits, and the Broncos who have the the buys over those three weeks. And then maybe the only other one that is perhaps a little bit unusual. We're trying to get out of Eels players as well. They've got the the Broncos, the Roosters, and Panthers. So two out of three of those are pretty tough. So if you've got the trades, I'd be looking to get rid of guys like Sevo, Moses, even like Guthersons and folks like that. I think uh, I probably sells as well. Yeah, that's fair. I think the only one you probably want to keep from power is Hopgood just because of the, the amount of tackles he'll make through the middle. But... Um... Yeah, a lot of players there from those those difficult matchups that you really just don't want to have. Well, you do want to have for some rounds, but not for others. And they, when you're tossing them up between players from other teams like the Warriors, it just it makes sense to go for players that are in the Warriors that'll have good matchups and um, play easier teams, get more points, more attacking stats. So, um, yeah, definitely difficult to make um, some decisions there. For this round, though, the the matchups that you're you're looking at as probably because like this round is the for head to head, it's like the round leading into the finals. There might be some people sitting, you know, just on the edge of making finals that need a win this week and need a convincing win, um, depending on their for and against. So, what are what are the kind of matchups you're looking at this week, and what players do you think could have a, a pretty big week based on the the games? Yeah, something I like to do when I'm kind of faced with the position, whether it's a draft or whatever, I look at um, like Brokes or whatever the whatever betting agencies, your, your preference, and look at the over-unders for all the games and just try and target any of those games with like a high 40s or even 50s over-under looking at, looking at those scores. So I guess the ones that are kind of standing out to me as far as matchups this week, I really like the... Uh, Honestly, there's some pretty juicy ones this week. I like the the Titans and Warriors. I think that could be definitely, you know, a blowout and have some, you know, points scored on both sides of the ball. Quite like the the Knights and the Dolphins one as well on the Saturday. And even the, the Rabbits and Sharks, I think, could be a lot of points scored those uh, in that game as well. So that's probably the the three I'm looking at. I guess on the flip side, one I'm probably trying to avoid is the Storm and Panthers game. So I know we're even discussing a little bit off air whether we're going to captain Nathan Cleary this week, who I think is a fine choice. But honestly, I'm leaning a little bit and 
I'm kind of at a risk it for the biscuit mode with my my rank and seeing if I can progress to close to that hundred mark. But I'm going to captain Sean Johnson, I think, this week over Nathan Cleary, just because of that matchup and uh, Cleary. First in the storm, you just don't know who's going to turn up against what kind of team for the storm's going to turn up, I guess, and could kind of hamper Cleary's score. I think. Yeah, that's fair. There, there is a couple of difficult matchups this week that'll be hard to to have plays from. Like even Cowboys Broncos, you don't know where that's going to go. But most likely, your, your middle forwards are going to be strong there with just plenty of tackles. Not sure about points scored. Even even Raiders Tigers, the Raiders really haven't beaten a team by more than twelve at all this season. I don't know if they have. To be honest, I know they didn't for the first half, but I can't remember in the last couple of weeks if they have. But I think that one will even be tight because the Raiders aren't exactly in great form either. So there's a few difficult ones to pick from. I guess Parramatta this week have a pretty good matchup against the Dragons, especially with no JDB through the middle. Should mean some um, pretty high scores, hopefully for guys like Hopgood Moses and the like, um, even with Dylan Brown returning. Um, But yeah, ideally having... uh, Parramatta plays for the run home isn't um, isn't great, just considering most of their matchups aren't great. This is the probably the, one of the only games that they have that's on the easiest the side of things. Like they should win pretty comfortably this week. Yeah, he's hoping for for your boys. It's going to be a pretty tight top eight. Um, Very especially. Don't know what happened to my mates, the Cowboys, last week. They couldn't get the job done, but it's really opened the door for all teams. And the Sharks have kind of shit the bed recently. It's uh gonna be tight i i actually think for the top eight like as it stands at the moment cowboys are eighth sharks are seventh i think the knights actually might sneak into the top eight and round out the the eight with the sharks dropping out i think it's actually going to be very close just based on the matchups the knights have really good matchups in their run home and the sharks do not so and i guess the fact that the cows lost to the titans last week really does hamper your chances of making the eight um but yeah, it'll be very, very tight because, you know, you've still got Parramatta there. Yes, they've got difficult matchups, but they can, they've can they shown in previous years they can beat the top four teams. Um, then you've got the Titans beating the Cows, so they're even a chance from well, outsiders, really. Um, but then there's also Manly and the Knights. You know, there's plenty of teams there that can that can um, snatch a few wins and, and make the eight. The only ones that I'm not thinking are going to make it are the Roosters at this point in time. Yeah, I think so. They've been pretty average. And yeah, to say the least, <laughs> to say the least, yeah, it's kind of tricky. And I wish I knew when some of these other folks are back, like Angus Crichton, Sam Walker, will they ever be back? Maybe yeah. that gives them a boost if if they're back for like next week or something. And they've still got a pretty nice run home, as I was mentioning. But they just need to win them all. That's the problem. They need to win every game. Otherwise, yeah. they're relying on results. And I thought they would have lifted a little bit more last week, but. Yeah, they looked pretty average, didn't they? So, yeah. Anyway, let's get on to the team list for this week and let's talk <laughs> about some uh, some fantasy options. Uh, so we'll start with um, the probably the biggest news teams first. So for the Titans and Warriors, Brimson's been cleared of his rib injury, so he takes his spot at fullback for them. Um, and on the Warriors side of things, Niakore comes back in the back row and Tavanga is named amongst the reserves, so I could see a return from him from his calf injury, I think it was. Um any thoughts there for this uh, this Titans Warriors game? I think just a draft ad for um, Jazz Tavanga. I think he's a pretty nice stash if he makes his way back into this team. He's probably at the top of your waiver list because he's dad has been picked up by folks and he started the year pretty nicely. So 
yeah, I'd be looking to pick up him if you can. Yep, yeah, he's probably the only player. I mean, I mean, most people have like Johnsons and your Harrises, AFBs, whatever from these teams. Um, but yeah, Tavang is probably that outside player that not many people have. Um, we're we're talking strictly for draft here. Um, that you could probably stash and and hold and could potentially be a fifty plus scorer when he comes back into this team. Uh, moving sure. to the Panthers and the Storm. Uh, few interesting changes for the Panthers. Obviously, Tungle is named amongst the reserves, so he's eyeing a return from his leg injury. Um, and Hosking's been named at centre, which is very interesting. I wonder what uh, what Peachy did to deserve being dropped there. Um, and on the Storm team, Nass has been named in the back row with Katoa named amongst the bench. Katoa made his return last week and scored a try from the bench and looked pretty good. So I've got a feeling that that might change come um, kickoff. But uh, any thoughts around this Panthers-Storm game? Because, yeah, could be could be pretty tight. Yeah, I think just as we were saying before, yeah, it could be a tight one. I wouldn't expect massive scores by some of these outside backs, but then against the Storm, I mean, then against the Panthers, so you never really know. Like, they could just put on a clinic against the Storm. Nothing really further I want to add here, I think, mate. Obviously, I guess Nass coming back is a decent boost for them, and even, like, Harry Grant owners kind of like him and the quick ball plays that he gives to Harry Grant. But I think apart from that, pretty stock standard. I think uh, Isaiah Yo, if you don't have him, he's probably the premium option you look to bring in if you've got a JDB and probably the way I'm leaning this week. Yep. Um, but apart from that, mate, pretty stock standard. Get in Nathan Cleary at all costs, just about. Um, you know, we kind of mentioned it a couple of weeks back, but... Yeah, his price could balloon up even further in the next couple of weeks. And given, you know, Hines had a little bit of a, a blunder last week, a 30-odd, I, th- I think Hines will bounce back. And I think it's kind of crazy that folks are jumping off him already. But I think Nathan Cleary is the obvious then forget pretty much for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You need to get him this week because um his price will start going uh, very far north soon. Uh, moving to the Cowboys and Broncos game. So Holmes failed at his bid to downgrade his charge uh, last night. So he is going to be ruled out. And most likely, Zach Labor moves into that center spot. Uh, also for the Cowboys, Finifuiaki is out. And Cohen Hess moves into that back row spot with Helam Lukey taking a bench spot as well. Uh, a couple changes there for the Cowboys. Uh, but mainly looking at Holmes... Uh, four weeks out means that he won't play another game this regular season um, and will only play again if the Cowboys make the finals. Uh, so he's a definite trade-out if you're holding Holmes. Uh, what are your options there for for moving Holmes on? Like, who are you looking to bring in if you have to get rid of Holmes? Yeah, it's a real unfortunate one. It's, I don't know. don't know what the thought process was from the Cowboys challenging that. Never looked I think they just likely. needed him, right? They just needed him for the run home, and I think they just would rather like. What's the point having him for one game out of the out of the four when you could possibly have him for all four? Like it didn't really matter, right? I guess, but just never looks likely, did it? Um, yeah, no. And you'd rather have him for <laughs> for at least one game, like that last game. Yeah. I think they play the Panthers that last game as well, so that could be a really important one for them yeah. to kind of sneak into this eight. Hopefully that's when, hopefully the Panthers just go on a, a winning spree and they can just rest all their players for that last week. That'd be really nice. But 
there's yeah, I guess for options with Val Holmes, we've kind of mentioned the wasteland at center. Garrick is the top option if you don't have him. I've heard a bit of chatter about Dane Gagai. I think he's a really solid option, and we highlighted the Knights draw as well. Coming off a seventy-four with no tries, um, pretty yeah, handy huge. for for him, but. I'd still be looking... I don't know if I'd be bringing in Joey Manu at this stage if I haven't got him. And Lemuelu, there's some doubt about him this week. So I guess my two options I'd be looking at are Garrick and, and Gaga. I think they're probably the top two at this point. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, I think there's some other options there that are like very potish. Like Zach Lomax at the moment, he's got a three-round average of 60 or 63 or something like that. So he's a bit potish, but then again... He was averaging like 28 to start the season. So um, you never really, really know there. So a bit of a bit of a risk there in Lomax. Uh, Herbie's also a decent option, but the Broncos, again, don't have great matchups and have a bye. Um, so probably not one that you're probably bringing in at this stage. Um, but yeah, I think you're right there. Gagai and, Gagai and Garrick seem like the safest center options to go. You could also go with Tomoko. Um, and, you know, another pot option, especially against the, the Tigers this week, could have plenty of tackle busts. But, yeah, there's there's a few options. Just depends on kind of how risky you want to go in that center position. And if you need to climb rank, you might need to go a bit of a pod. Just quickly, as well, kind of on the pod chat, Tungo is on that standard bench for the Panthers this week. So if there's some late mail that... He's gonna he's gonna play. I don't mind looking at him as well. Not the best matchup this week, but the coming weeks, I think he'll definitely repay owners. Yeah, and and important to say that he's still coming off the back of that huge score that he had. He hasn't played a game since then, so his break even is zero. So he's at his cheapest. If he if he does come back into this team, he's at the cheapest he's going to be probably for the rest of the season. Definitely, yeah. Righto, let's move on to the Rabbitohs and Sharks game. A few changes for the Sharks, seeing Tracy move to fullback with Kennedy with Kennedy's hamstring injury, so he's been ruled out for the rest of the season or the regular season. Um, Colquhoun joins the bench, and probably as we discussed at the top of the pod, the the best player in this team to go for at the moment is McInnes. Um, I'd say. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts about the Sharks change? Uh, change the Sharks changes. Uh, Tracy looks like a bit of a, an interesting one, maybe for a draft option. Definitely, yeah. I really like Tracy. If you, I think he should have been picked up a couple of weeks ago. But, yeah, really like him if he if he's there. And pretty handy because he's got the dual center position as well. Like having someone we've seen over the last couple of weeks with Garrick, having someone at fullback who's getting those base stats, throwing them in your centers. Pretty interesting. And honestly... Um, I'm kind of interested in seeing how he goes this week. Could be a bring, he could be someone, I guess, the last couple of weeks, given they don't have a buy or anything like that, have some nice matchups as well. Could be someone you have a look at, and uh, especially if you want to kind of like pot up in that position. Yeah, I, I like him for draft as a bit of a stash this week to see how he goes, because if he does play well, he'll probably hold that fullback position down. Um, interestingly, in, interestingly enough, God, I'm really struggling to get words out today. Um, he hasn't actually started at fullback at all in his career. He's come on a few times and played a bit of fill-in for fullback, but has never started there. Um, so don't really know what his scores are going to look like back there. But if Will Kennedy's anything to go by, it'll be very hot and cold. Um, but I think you're probably going to give him a week for classic if you're, if you're thinking about him. But for draft, 
yeah, he's probably a good one to to pick up and see how he goes and just chuck him on the bench for now. Okay, nice. And I guess just to round out this chat about that fullback position, I think Daniel Atkinson is the young gun uh, fullback as well. So if you're in a deep league, I don't mind stashing him as well because if kind of Tracy stinks it up, he could be the the next man up for, for that position as well. Yeah, good shout. Was he the he was the guy in the preseason that was absolutely tearing teams apart in a few of those games, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. Um so he's just got the one game this week, uh, this this year. I assume he came off the bench. Played two minutes for five points. How about that PPM? He's a gun. <laughs> um but yeah, kind of like a deeper ad. Could be someone really handy. Yeah, if you've got like an eight-man bench or something like that and you can afford yeah. to afford to stash him, fair enough. Righto, moving to the Eels and Dragons game. For Parramatta, uh, Dylan Brown is back and Lumi Lumi comes in on the wing for Wunga Blake. A uh, few changes in the forwards with Joe Offerhengawi starting in the front row. Uh, Lussick starting at hooker and hands moved to the reserves. Um, and on the Dragons side, obviously JDB is out at lock this week after he failed in his downgrade um, of his uh, crusher, t- cr- not crusher, um, what's it called? The hip drop? Hip drop tackle. That's the one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he'll be replaced by someone. And looking at that team and that bench, I'm really not sure who actually replaces him at lock, to be honest. Um, it'll be interesting to see the the late mail there. A uh, few changes here. What are, your, what are your thoughts on these teams? Yeah, I guess the two most interesting points for both these teams are the cash down options. A lot of people are probably looking to cash down X player so they can upgrade to a Cleary or whoever. Um, and two blokes in the forwards for both of these teams. Dan Russell still got a negative break even. He's been scoring all right. I think two um, 40 pluses for Dan Russell. So don't mind him as a as a bring in. Um. Maybe you should have jumped on him earlier. We were kind of a little bit hesitant just in like the DMs and stuff because we just don't know how long he's going to be in this team, but they don't have Jack DeBellin. Their team's pretty depleted. So I think he does keep this spot for the rest of the year. And if he's getting, you know, consistent 40s, it's a pretty nice last position, especially for folks who lost um, Brennan Hands, who we hoped was going to fill that role. And then also just a moment of silence for my boy Joe O, who's lost nearly 500k. That must be a record in in fantasy circles. But on the flip side, I think that makes him a kind of appealing buyback option because he's pretty much bottom dollar. Should you know play? You'd think like close to you know 40 ish minutes in this pack. Where McGreg. I'm not sure if, he, if this is his first game back from injury now. I can't remember, but yeah, it is. Yep, it's his first game back, so you'd imagine he's kind of worked back into things a little bit. Don't mind him as a cash out option as well, Joe. Yeah, I guess the the main thing is when um, Campbell Gillard is back into this team that he'll probably move back to the bench, but not sure when that is at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for the teams. Oh, I guess we didn't really talk about too much about JDB and his replacements. So obviously we, we really rate McInnes as the top replacement, but who are your other mid options that, um, that stand out for a replacement for JDB? I think, yeah, top one is, uh, is Haas, then probably Yo, 
then I'm looking at a Cam Murray or a uh, Cam McInnes. That's probably my top four that I'm looking at. Um, I think I even prefer Cam McInnes. Uh, yeah, I guess Hopgood, if you don't have him, is in that conversation as well. Yeah, that's probably what I'm looking at, but I don't think it's 100% necessary to go a like-for-like replacement if you've got the cover. Like, I know my team, I've got Harpany and a few others that can easily come in for that mid-position, so I'm contemplating going something like a a Camp Munster or a Latrell Mitchell if you need, or if you want to kind of like go a bit pottish that way, which I also don't mind. Yeah, rate that. Yeah, if you have mid-cover... Go go a bit of a bit of a pod, especially Munster. I think the Storm have a decent run home, not not terrible, but I think yeah, the main thing is that, three. yeah, the, the main thing is they've got the Panthers, yeah. Panthers this week, and then Broncos in their final week. But other than that, they should have a pretty pretty comfortable run home. Munster is a little bit of a weird one like that. Maybe I'll put the the mocker on him now, but he usually still plays well in you know solid matchups. You wouldn't expect him to. So I'm not as scared about that. But, yeah, he just seems to find a way to kind of junk time it up and get some tackle breaks. Kind of like his try that he got last week where he just kind of like ran through five people. He just seems to do that against the good teams and and kind of lift like that. But And I, I also don't think it's a crazy thing to do to get, you know, four, four halves in your in your team as well this year. We've seen the half is probably the best position for fantasy this year. So definitely don't mind doing that. Or, yeah, looking at guys like DCE, John Johnson, any of these guys that have solid matchups for a run home and, um, yeah, going to score you potentially up near that 100 mark. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely... uh definitely don't like Munster running it um my team I know watching that Parramatta game was was very rough and it's, it's kind of like if you're I kind of like it especially if you're trying to chase ranks like Isaiah Yo is going to get yeah 60 every week but Munster could be the one who breaks like one of those 90 plus games that yep. um can really help you up the ranks yeah, absolutely. And I guess to throw in there for the Storm, um, Pappenhausen returns uh, via the Queensland Cup this week. So I'm really hoping he gets a couple of games in before the end of the season so that next year he'll be primed for the bye. Because um, I'm I'm assuming that he'll come back and be a bit slow, a bit, um, bit off the pace compared to all these other blokes that have been playing all season. So, yeah, would really hope that he gets like a couple 30s to, to round out the season so next year he's primed for a round one pickup. Always thinking ahead for next year. I like it. Absolutely. Righto, let's move to draft options now. Um, we've talked to f- about a couple of players throughout the team list, but who are your prime draft pickups this week? Yeah, so my get them ins get them in, play them. The three I'm looking at, Connor Trace, we mentioned. I also quite like Matt Lodge, not as a bloke, but as a fantasy option. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think he could definitely do a job and fill out a, a position there in your in your mids. Talakai as well, coming back, he's got that center position if he's been dropped anywhere. I really like him. Then I've also got plug and play. I quite like uh, Lussick from the from the Eels now that Brennan Hands isn't there. I think he can definitely slot in and and do a job for you. What are your um 
what do you get them in and plug and plays, mate, before we get into the stashes? Yeah, you've pretty much covered them all. I guess my my main one this week for I guess less of a less of a draft must have, but Kotrick is there as as a option for for players. I think that he can like he's shown in previous years that he's been a pretty big tackle busting winger. Um and that's definitely his best position, but he hasn't really shown that since. So, I mean, another player that if you have plenty of bench spots, you could chuck Kotrick in there as well. But Tracy was my big draft option this week. He's probably one that you could pick up and and play in pretty much most leagues. Um, especially if you don't have any gun centers. Like if you if you're struggling there and you don't have like a gag eye Tomoko, Lomax, whatever, then yeah, Tracy's a good option there. I like it. Have you got any um any stashes that you that you're interested in? Well, yeah, Kotrick is my main stash at the moment because it de- it depends if he holds that spot though. Because Rappin has moved to <clears throat> Rappin has moved to fullback. Um, Sebastian Chris into the centres. Croker's dropped out unfortunately, but yeah, it's given Kotrick a chance. So yeah, I I don't mind him as an option. I just don't know how well he's going to go for the first game back there. So yeah, probably a stash at this point. Okay, nice. Um, the only other ones I want to highlight the stash as we talked about Jazz Devonga. I really like him, and then. I've kind of mentioned it a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but him, Lukey, back on that bench for the Cowboys, really like him as a stash too. I think there's a decent chance he can come back and even start next week before Jeremiah Nana comes comes back. And if he's yeah, playing 60 minutes, you know, he, you can see we've seen kind of this season what kind of damage he can do, he can do and the um the attacking upside he's got there. Yeah, absolutely. Righto, buy, hold, sell, Josh. Uh, buys, I think Cleary's at the top, but uh, what are the options around him that you'd be getting in this week? Yeah, also still like Cam McInnes, Sean Johnson, Zayo, all just your, your guns. And it's, it's really hard this time of the year because I think it's really like team dependent where you, where you want the uh, like kind of where you need the cover and how your team is shaping up, but I think, yeah, Cleary is pretty much a must-have. Try and break your team to get him in if you can. You see what the trades and Then I think I'm looking to bring in more halves than, than mids, I guess, is my... Probably where I maybe differ from, from other folks out there in the fantasy community. Happy to, to roll the dice more on a Cam Monster, probably, than a... Um, even like a Cam McInnes or a Isaiah at this point, just to kind of have be a point of difference for that run home. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to chuck a rogue one at you and want to hear your thoughts on go. it. What are your thoughts around Coruscant for the run home? That is a little rogue and not one that I have really considered, but He's been doing well of late. He's been getting tries, which has been boosting his scores up as well. I have, yeah, three tries in his last three games. I think it's probably, uh, yeah, just like kind of a purple patch of form from him. I think he probably like jumping on and chasing last week's points a little bit if you're bringing him at this point. So I think I'm, I'm looking at other options. But I guess in the hooking uh, position, I... Do kind of like Jeremy Marshall King as well. I'm not a hundred percent sure where he's at with his shoulder injury, but had a really nice bounce back last week, so I'd be keeping an eye on him for the run home too. 
Yeah, fair. The only reason I think Coruscant is because he's 530k, quite cheap. And if you've got like a Brendan Hands and a bit of cash in the bank, you could probably upgrade him to a Coruscant, which gives you a, at least a decent scorer or at least well, an inconsistent score at that, but a decent scorer on some weeks. So, um, yeah, I don't it's hate Coruscant as an option because he's so cheap. Yeah, I like that. Righto, what are your hold options this week? Obviously, at the top of the list is Nico Hines, but uh, other ones around him. <laughs> I think pretty much anyone who doesn't have a like everyone who has a green green tick this week, I'm pretty much willing to hold almost. Um like I think it's just that point of the year with trades and I'd be saving them for kind of better use elsewhere, like Joey Manu coming off a fifteen, not ideal, but I think he's gonna be one that is just held for the rest of the year and um I guess I don't have the luxury in the trades to, to trade him out. I'd, I'd just be, yeah, holding everyone that has a, has a green tick. And I even think Brennan, <clears throat> Brennan Hands is, is a fine hold this week. He's not in that team. He's not going to kind of lose cash. I don't think he's an immediate sell for you. I'm kind of waiting off and seeing how other things play out a little bit more before I pull the trigger and use one of these these final trades. Yeah, I guess hands isn't worth that much money, like 450k. I I still consider him a sell this week, but it depends on your trade situation, right? Like if you have to get rid of JDB and Holmes in your team this week, you probably don't want to be making that extra trade just to trade out hands as well, especially with everyone's limited trades this week. So yeah, I think he's one you can hold if you're short on trades, but ideally you would trade him to get some value out of that cash that he's holding. Yeah, and maybe not a bad strategy for folks who have... Jack DeBellin and Brennan Hands. If you do end up downgrading DeBellin, or if you do have DeBellin and you're looking for a replacement, you could look to a someone who's a bit cheaper, like a Cam McInnes. So it frees you up some money to do something with Hands in the coming weeks, should you need that extra number. That's kind of a little bit my thinking as well for this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Righto. Uh, well, I think we know where we're going with this in terms of definite sells, but uh, yeah, what are your sells this week? <laughs> I think just the Bell and, uh, and, and Home see your definites, and then Hands is probably like a, a luxury sell if you've still got the, the trades to do it, and yeah, well, not even a luxury sell. if you Yeah, if you could, I'd do it definitely. I'm not sure if he's going to make his way back into this team for decent minutes, but I don't know. I think he's like... Probably a 18th, 19th player for most most folks. So I don't think you have to pull the trigger this week. Yeah, fair enough. I guess there's some other fringe guys that a lot of people are selling this week, like Jacob Preston. Um, what are your thoughts around him? He's had a couple of good games in the last few weeks and a couple of rough games, like kind of up and down, obviously, on the buy this week. But would you be selling him at this point in time? Nah, I'd be holding. I think he's been fine. So... Just stay strong. Yeah, that's fair. And I guess the same goes for Buller. What are your thoughts around Dream Buller? Another down week last week. Another down week last week. I'm still holding. 36 isn't too bad for the winger fullback position. Does suck when he's next to Kalen Ponga in your team. And you're like, hmm, it'd be nice if you got an extra 30 points or doubled this score. <laughs> but I'm happy to hold him and keep my fingers crossed that he can capitalize on some of these matchups like like the Raiders this week. Yeah, fair. 
Okay, let's move to our Q&A segment. Uh, most of the questions are around JDB and home, so we'll, we'll just cover those um, again. But for those listening, if you want to send us a question for us to answer on the pod, go to our Instagram page at footybrainspod. We'll put up a story every week there. Uh, so touching again on JDB, your top three options for him. Uh, I'm happy to go half. So I've kind of, I originally said yo, but I'm I'm happy to go like a Sean Johnson Cam Monster, one of the premium halves, and then probably Yo after that or Haas, and then if not, I'm looking at a lower kind of cut price keeper mid like a Cam Murray or a Cam McInnes. Cool. And for Holmes, your top three for him? Probably Garrick, Gagai, and then if not someone Hot-ish, like a like a Tango, or we talked about like a Lomax Tomoko, one of those folks. Yep, fair. That covers off about eighty percent of our questions, which is good. <laughs> um, question from Joey: What are your thoughts about Lemuelu? Should you hold on to him? Yeah, I think you should. He's obviously my boy, so there's some bias there. But I, yeah, I'd be waiting to see what. Late mail comes out about this HIA or not HIA, but it's it going to be like one of those. Play. Yeah, those those hour before kickoff kind of decisions. I've got a feeling because he wasn't he wasn't like ruled out like category one or anything like that. So I think he most likely will play, but they will leave it down to right to when they actually have to kick off. Yeah, that's a reliant NRL physio, the number one Dolphins fan. And he's usually the one who stays on top of this stuff. So I'll just be checking out his stories. Um, yeah, closer to kickoff. But I guess with, with Lemuelo as well, and just kind of general strategy that I'm looking at for this week that we probably should have covered earlier, but really utilize your, your loops. And I know there was a few folks who were able to loop Joey Manu last week, which really paid off because it meant they didn't have to copy his 15 score. So having a look at folks that play these, playing the earlier rounds and kind of mixing your team up around around them so you can kind of just minimize risk in case one of them has a shocker, especially if you're looking at folks and you wing winger fullback. So um, Joe Manu's a classic one this week. I'm probably going to loop Stanton Smith, who's still kind of kicking around in my team. If he has a good score, he might come in to my team this week. Um, so just, I guess, looking ahead and trying to do all you can with your team to maximize scoring potential. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know I'm looping uh, Reese Robson this week, so we'll see how that uh, that pans out because he's been pretty pretty rubbish over the last couple of weeks fantasy-wise. <laughs> In-game, pretty good, but just, yeah, fantasy, not great. Uh, question from Mac. Is David Fafita a must-have for head-to-head finals? Oh, I don't know. Um, we did talk about him last week as one of the guys who has a pretty tough matchup for those head-to-head finals. Um, for memory, he plays the Panthers at least one of those times. And then so looking Darks, down... Panthers, Storm are his three matchups for the finals. Yeah, that's pretty rough. I sold him in a draft league, which I was pretty happy to do for that reason. I think you don't need him, but... I'd also be having a look at who you might be versing in your head-to-head finals if it's 
if it's a kind of thing where your team's loads better than the folks you're going to be adversing, I don't mind bringing in David Fafita then just to kind of alleviate risk in case he does get a 70-odd like he has done. Because we know he's, you know, one try away from breaking a, yeah, 70A-plus score. So that's probably what I'm leaning at. Just kind of like the alleviate risk factor depending on how your team stacks up against the other teams. But then if not, I'm happy to to look elsewhere and kind of make that as a point of difference for you. Yeah, I think if you have him, you're holding on to him at this point. But if you don't have him, you're not risking it going to him just based on his matchups for the rest of the season. I think that's pretty safe to say. Sure, yeah. Good summary. Uh, awesome. So next question from Will. I've held on to Tungor. Is he worth keeping or should I look to buy someone instead? No, I think you keep him. I... Not sure how likely it is for this week, but generally folks are named on the extended bench one week, then they're almost definitely named the week after. So I think at this point, you've already held him. It seems kind of worst case, you're going to miss him for one more week. So I'd be yeah, willing to hang on to him. Yeah, see, this is what I said last week, that these kind of injuries just linger. And he could be out for the next week and then the next week after that. And because the Panthers are in the top four, are they really risking a, a center for the finals? Like, it's he's, he's one of those players that, yeah, he's holding a lot of risk, just holding him and not playing him considering he's worth 700K. But I think if you've held him this long, he's a, he's a hold again just because he's been named amongst the reserves. You're right. Uh, next question from Anthony. Is DeBellin and Hands to Cleary and Dan Russell worth it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, two two very solid trades. Uh, question from Jay. Uh, JDB to McInnes Yo and Dave Fafita and Mahani to Lockie Croker or Egan. Wow, okay. There's a few in there. <laughs> JDB <laughs> to McInnes Yo. Pretty happy with that. Yep. And... I guess Marnie to Lockie Croker or Egan. Yeah, not as happy with that. I guess it depends how many trades he's got. Lockie Croker's actually been pretty solid the last couple of weeks, but I don't know. It's a little bit sideways for me. I think I'd be... I assume he's kind of doing that to um, like free up cash. Or I guess if he's going from JDB down to McInnes, he doesn't need to, but... I think I'd be looking to kind of use your trades elsewhere unless you got heaps of them. Yeah, that's fair. I think the other question here was Hines to David Fafita. It was a bit hard to read because it's it's structured a, a different way. But yeah, that's a that's a pretty gross one. Don't like that at all. No, nah, I don't think so. Yep. So yeah, that wraps up all our questions, Josh. Another week down, another week closer to the end of the season. Yeah, well... um. Actually, mate, before we go any further, any any love for the NRL mixer this week? We should do a little segment on this as well. Yeah, good point. I haven't even uh, haven't even checked my team this week. I know I had a pretty shocking one last week because my captaincy choices were very poor. Um, but this week, I don't know who are you going for this week for your for your team. I haven't actually done it as well, so I was hoping you had done it for some inspiration. Um, <laughs> I guess I can talk about some of the matchups and who I think would, you know, play well this week. Let's do it. 
So I guess for the for the guys, um, I've gone with the hooker role just because the women's um, players don't generally do well at hooker. So I'm sticking with Harry Grant at hooker for the time being. Um, on an edge, I've gone for David Fafita again. I think he's probably the safest edge option at this point in time. But there's a couple of um, NRLW players that you could put into that um, that position as well. It just depends kind of where you want to put your put your um, NRLW players because I feel like they score a lot better um, at winger, fullback, and centre compared to in the middle. Um, but for my uh, last uh, male NRL player, I've gone with Nathan Cleary in the halves, and I think I'm just going to chuck the C on him. I know it'll be a tough matchup against the Storm, but I think it's probably the safest option this week. Um, and for the NRLW, I've gone with uh, Torfa as my middle. Um, she's just been absolutely unreal the last couple of weeks, making plenty of tackles through the middle and playing the whole game. So up against the Tigers this week, and the Tigers are on top of the table um, in the NRLW, but I think um, she'll make plenty of tackles through the middle um, defending there and scored a try last week as well. So there's also um, also can get over the line there as well. Uh, at centre, I've gone with Isabella Kelly. She's, yeah, she's just been unreal. Even last season, she was unreal. So sticking with her at centre, pretty safe option there. And I've moved on from Tonegado at winger fullback, and I've gone to Polite, who's the Gold Coast uh, fullback. She's, yeah, she's been unreal the last couple of weeks, got plenty of tries, and um, I think she's top of the Dally M for them as well at the moment. Well, I don't know if it's called the Dally M, but yeah, she's at the top of that at the moment. Okay, nice. I'm looking to go a little potty this week, um, and my team now that I'm playing around with it, is going to be based around the Warriors and, and what they're doing. So I'm yeah. going to go with the stack this week. I like to kind of, I like their stack. So I think it just kind of, one, it's fun. And then two, it, <laughs> um, just like a way of getting, you know, you only have to get one thing right. If the Warriors put on an absolute clinic this week, I think Sean Johnson and Dallin Martinez Lesniak could go huge. So I've got those two, and I'm going to put the boost on Sean Johnson. Then I'm looking at, for the NRLW, I've had Manzelman as my hook for the last couple of weeks, and I really like what she's doing there for the Cowboys, which should be the Cowgirls, but we'll leave that discussion for another day. Then I've been really happy with Millie Boyle as well. She's been killing it, and she's been my captain. So I don't think I can really move on from her. And then um, Isabel Kelly as well has been killing it. So I've locked her in as the center. And at the moment, Day for Feet is my edge. Pretty stock standard. Maybe that'll change as well come into, coming into the week. Yeah, looking at edge options, there's not a ton of consistent options there. I mean, Tohu Harris is listed as an edge here and McInnes is listed at hooker. It's kind of, there's a few positional changes that are could be important, could be a bit of a difference maker to get a couple extra in, but yeah, I don't think there's many other edge options um, that challenge David Fafita there at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. Too easy. Um, righto, Josh, anything you want to say to the people before the upcoming round? Yeah, thanks uh, Thanks for listening as always, and um, hope you brain it. Oh, great catchphrase, Josh. Appreciate it. Can't wait to hear what you have next week. Thanks for listening to the Footy Brains podcast. Please follow us at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to further support us in what we do, you can do so through Patreon. 
All links are in our socials bio or through the link tree in the episode description. Good luck and we'll see you next week.